we finally figured out a way to win. And this was a hundred ways this team could have lost. I saw Homer tweeted it. I think everybody in the building down 14, everybody's like, should we leave? Should we go? It's like, this is Custer's last stand. And this team for the first time overcoming the adversity, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, the optimism now that with Christian Watson, it is like a whole new season is ahead. I think after the fumbled punt, we all looked at it like winning is a habit. Kind of the same things we've been talking about the last two or three years. And here we go, baby. I think now if you can follow up and validate, all of a sudden now you look at this season as a whole in a whole different perspective. That's how much I think today mattered. And with the way you saw two players emerge and you hope, this can be the new normal moving forward. I think all of the doomsday and all of the stuff, because all you can base off of is what we've seen. Now we saw something different. And I think this is something as a Packer fan, you could look at and say, we can do some big things here. If we could continue this, that's my opening statement. Am I crazy? Uh, I don't know. Nothing's changed, but one guy. No, they, yes, two they guys, have it. Two guys minimum. No, no, come on. They, they, the game was over, and they got a guy now who, who can, who changes the offense. They're averaging 17 points a game. The game was over. They're down yep. two touchdowns. It's different now. The offense is different. If they would have lost the game, it still would have been a win. Uh, <laughs> no, that's not how this works. That's not, the only that's not different. How it works. There's you only can... one thing different with today's game. Christian Watson. So they're yeah, Rudy Ford. No, they had that lead and they blew. They were down 14 points after all those good runs and good times. They're down 28-14. Yeah, some of that also had to do with Omari Rogers. Who, correct. You know, just That's correct. Probably, was, no, probably no longer going to be with this team. We don't have to talk about that right now since Keyshawn Nixon replaced him halfway through the contest. Correct. There but, was a loss of momentum. But. Yes, there was a loss of momentum there. But what this does to me, it validates... I think of the times, you know, so the first play of the season, you know, they throw the bomb to Christian Watson. When Watson got his concussion a couple of weeks ago, and it was on, you know, one of the first couple plays of the game, Rodgers said after, you know, hey, we had like 11 or 10 or 11 plays ready for this guy. You see the athleticism that he has that makes a difference. Now, still, there's plenty of growth to be had there, certainly. But you see the speed and the difference that can make when you have a guy that has speed Mm -hmm. when you run the ball the way they were able to run the ball today. When you ran the ball against Buffalo and you didn't have the speed, none of it mattered because you couldn't beat anything over the top. And they were constantly, Greg Olson was constantly circling, it seemed, the eight men in the box, eight men in the box, look at this, look at this. And they were able to beat it over the top because they now have that speed that nobody can keep up with with Christian Watson. And that changes everything. He only caught four passes. You you go into the next game thinking, this is a whole other offense. Now, it's it's too much to ask of a rookie, possibly. But he had arguably the greatest game ever for a wide receiver for a Packer rookie. I don't – somebody else can come up with the numbers. But it's got to – so now the offense changed. The offense has changed because he's proven it and did it. It's not, and he didn't do it against a bad team. He did it against a good team. So the change in the team is one person. Everything else, and they caught some breaks at the end with huge runs and penalties and all that stuff. They finally caught a few breaks. But this is exactly the same team except for one guy. Well, I mean, Homer, you could say that about 
Uh, well, Micah Parsons, it's the same defense. Correct. But you got yes. Par- well, you know That's what? Right. So you need that one guy. I know, but and yes. Green Bay, all of a sudden now, it is no longer the this team can score 17 points. You can't win because we all understand how the NFL works and that you, you know, you're going to give some stuff up. I don't care how great your defense is. And when you look at what this one guy was able to do today against a really good thing without a Randall Cobb out there to help and without some other reinforcements coming back, all of a sudden now, if he can stay healthy, you look at him as a deep field threat that is going to make running the ball for 200 some odd yards a lot easier too, because we were sitting here talking like, man, can you, I can't remember. I looked at the stat line. I said, I can't be right. Into the third quarter, early fourth quarter, Rogers six out of 10 for like a buck Oh seven, or maybe it was the middle to end of the third quarter. And you're looking like this is it reminded me of, you know, the 98 Rose or 99 Rose bowl <laughs> where you had nine or 10 throws. Like they got the, four-time MVP QB, and we're throwing it 10 times. Well, that's what this was. And now all of a sudden, you could see, man, the energy you know, in the building today, obviously. But what Christian Watson brought to the table, uh, it makes a huge difference. And I think we all thought this would be, wow, hopefully he can stay healthy and do it. He hadn't been able to. This is the first game he finished, I think. And it made all the difference. Because if he doesn't finish this game, fourth and seven doesn't happen. Uh, the next touchdown to have, and all of a sudden we're sitting here sad sacking talking about the three and seven Packers yeah. and all this other stuff. And instead we're sitting here and I don't care if we're being overly optimistic. We're four and six with a game in four days at home with a really good running attack. And I don't think we were all that banged up. And we now have someone we look at as a star weapon. At least he was today. I'm, I'm not crowning him yet, but boy, what I saw today you, if you're not excited about that, you're not a Packer fan. But it's the speed again. It's just the speed, and it opens up so many other things. It can open up the run game. It can open up. I mean, Sammy Watkins had three catches for 47 yards today. He looked like he had a little bit of life to him after a couple weeks ago. He didn't look like he had any life into him. Alan Lazard, obviously, the big catch after that. But it, 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 if safe teams are going to walk that extra safety down and put eight in the box. They got to be aware of where Christian Watson is, and that could open things up for other guys. For sure, for sure. And I, you know what? You look at the way the game played out, and I know, uh, you know the the end of the football game, the overtime. I think that holding call on Dallas's left guard that was such a huge call yep. because I don't think we stop the Dallas. Oh, how many They're huge runs did they have that were called back? Yeah, on and, that? I mean. So let's look at this thing. It was a fantastic. I just love the fortitude of what the team did because we have not. This is the biggest adversity comeback win. I somebody correct me if I'm wrong. In the Matt Lafleur era, from a comeback standpoint, down fourteen, when everything yeah. down fourteen in the fourth, you you give away points. You're sitting in a position. It's fourth and seven, and you gut up. And you gut up. And that's a Christian Watson deal. But it's still, you create your own breaks. And Green Bay got a couple breaks, especially the holding call. Uh, It was such a huge play in this game. And they took advantage of that, got off the field, forced this down. Now we're sitting here with, I I think, one of of Matt LaFleur's, I don't think he's had a bigger regular season win. In his career, if he can flip this and this team can somehow turn this around and have 
you know, the Rodgers moment where he's relaxed or he now Rodgers confidence in his team is going to go up exponentially. Everybody's buy-in comes up exponentially. You find a way to steal a game on Thursday and all of a sudden you get that mini buy at five and six and you're probably sitting there tied for a position in the playoff and that whole juice in the locker room changes completely. That's how big tonight was. 855-616-1620 is the number to get into the Boda Box wine line. That's where we find Sugar Free. Sugar Free, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer, Gabe, and the Packers Hall of Famer, Mark Tauscher. Wonder how many games he's got now. (laughs) Oh, he's probably got him running the table. Sugar? He was at the game. He sent me something. I thought we'd probably get Ron in Sheboygan. Ron is the guy who said that Christian Watson was going to be like, uh, they compared him to James Lofton and uh, and, uh, Calvin Johnson. So uh, he's probably feeling, he'd probably be feeling, he might be ahead of Paul. We'll, uh, we'll figure out the issues that we're having with the phone lines here briefly. 855-616-1620 is the number to get in. You can also text us at that number to get your thoughts in on the Packers. 31-28 victory over the Dallas Cowboys. And No, if they win and Watson doesn't play like this at this level, it's a totally different thing. Because they still, like the end of, Ray, what was the 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 call by Ra, uh, that Rodgers was so mad at LaFleur? We had the potential for one of the great uh, screaming matches and the worst locker rooms ever uh, conversations. Uh, what did he, Rodgers wanted to run the ball? It, it looked and, like, again, from the amateur word, you know, yeah, lip, lip reading, run the ball. Yeah, he wanted yes. to run the football on third and short there right. after they ran the football. They lose this game, that, that beginning and regulation. I'm the only one who says they actually won because of Watson, but... It's disaster. Screaming at the coach like that was the old Roger. There, you know, all this, all the great stuff. Yeah, they decided to throw it away, just like they've done all season. But they caught caught some breaks, and uh, and it's all good. I think we have the issues figured out. We got to sugar free eight five five six one six one six twenty on the Boda Box Wine Line. Sugar, you're on the Green Bay Game Day Post Game Show. Woo! Where's Paul? Where is Paul? <laughs> Paul's not gonna Paul call. Yeah, Paul will call in. Yeah, Paul will yeah, call he'll take in. Take his medicine. What is sure. he? What? I mean, Paul's usually the what? first one in line. What like Sugar, game. you called in really quick. Yeah. Usually, Paul somehow outdraws you each and every week. But yeah, it's uh, nothing from Paul so far. <laughs> wow! Just got to my car. Unbelievable game. Unbelievable. There we go. We finally throw to Watson deep, and he doesn't get hurt, and uh, everything's good in the world. So, uh, Sugar, let me yeah. let me ask you this: as as the eternal optimist of the Green Bay Packers that you are, was it more surprising that they got the stops necessary in the fourth quarter, or that they scored fourteen points in the fourth quarter? Considering scored. they haven't, scored. I mean, they haven't scored twenty-one points as a team, no. like offensively since. I mean, I know they put up 21 against um, Washington, but right. seven of those were on a pick six. Yeah. Like, during this losing streak, I don't think they've done it. No. It helps to have a guy score three touchdowns. That's very true. So you say the offense, sure. Oh, yeah. And and I, I didn't even see a Lazard the whole game. I couldn't, I couldn't believe we were throwing the ball to Watson and then a couple to Watkins, and the running game looked good. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we're on our way to a wild card just after one game. I mean, looking at the, the teams that lost today, I mean, yeah. I mean, Thursday night, big game. 
You guys need to come down here to do the uh, pack a pack attack or whatever you call this. Show Pre-game now. day, post-game you show. Need to, we you need to more bring seasons. it. You need to bring it. You need. You need to bring it a Thursday. Thursday at Lamble. You need to do it. Bring the show here. So you have what? Were, what number can, was Sugar Free? What number was he at last at week? Home. Seven wins. Uh, I think so. Yes. Yeah. You can do the show at my home. Uh, You're I think, invited. Well, I appreciate that, Sugar, but I, I think we'll pass. I think on we're going to pass on doing the show from your home, but uh, certainly appreciate the invitation, and we certainly appreciate the call here on Green Bay Game Day post game. Yeah, everybody should be that happy. They didn't just win the game. It's a whole different team because of a player potentially at that level. Now, he's a rookie, so it'd be crazy to expect that uh, on a consistent basis, but no one would have expected three touchdowns. So, so I'll ask you the same question I just asked Sugar. What was more surprising in the fourth quarter? The fact that they got the stops. Because it seems like when they've gotten in position, okay, if they get the stop, they don't get the stop. But they got the stops and the scores. Scores. I think it's the scores. Um, you know, up 14, you could you could see them maybe slow play a little bit. Homer's been saying it all week. 17 points all year. Averaging 17. Yeah. And you're down 14? It's over. It's over. Getting the getting the scores, definitely the bigger surprise. Packers, I I think this might be the. I mean, I know it's the first time they've gone over thirty points this season, thirty-one twenty-eight. So that's their biggest. I think it's their biggest offensive output as well at four hundred fifteen yards. I want to be on record. Uh, Seventeen a game, unless Christian Watson scores three touchdowns. In games in which he scores three touchdowns, they will get to thirty. I want to be on record for that. uh, it's a great setup, yeah. 855-616-1620. Dean in Caledonia. Dean, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, how are you guys doing tonight? Doing great. You want this? Feeling a little better than last week, I think. Just slightly, yes. You know, <laughs> Can you carry I mean, it? Uh, it? It was – I never thought the Green Bay Packers <laughs> – sorry. What was that? We kind of lost you for a second there, Dean. Oops, sorry. There you go. I'm back. Okay. You. you were saying. I, I, I was I was quite shocked how the Packers came out today. Um, I, I really didn't think they had any chance to win the game against the Dallas Cowboys. Their yeah. defense was amazing. And I, I really believe that Aaron Rodgers finally stepped up to the plate. Um, he says some really bad performances until this week. And I was quite shocked to see how well he did. And I think our defense played really well. And I, I, I'll tell you what, I couldn't believe that the Packers would have won the game today. Yeah, it's it they're, certainly they're, certainly a big his, win. His quarterback rating was 146.7. Got to imagine that's a high on the season as well. Uh, I, again, I think you're going to see a lot of season highs for a lot of guys today when they put up 415 yards. Appreciate the call, Dean. 855-616-1620 is the Bodebox Wine Line. We get back to you taking your calls, and we give our reaction as the Packers have defeated the Dallas Cowboys 31-28. The Green Bay Game Day postgame show is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing, and ice cool Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste, barley, rice, hops, and water. Enjoy Bud Light. 
And pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly 2022 and as a Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. More calls and reaction coming up next in the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Back after this with more Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. An ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. On the fake, Rodgers lets it fly. Has Watson. He's got it on his feet, and he's in for the touchdown. the final. And you can no longer say that the Brewers have won a game more recently than the Green Bay Packers. As the losing streak is over, Packers now 4-6. Quick turnaround before they take the Tennessee, take on the Tennessee Titans. Coming up this Thursday at Lambeau Field, I'm Gabe Knights along with Steve the Homer True and the Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher here on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hit us up on our talk and text line. It's the Box wine line, 855-616-1620. Getting this from the 920. This game shows the obvious importance of having a wide receiver that can challenge defense. This entire season, teams haven't been worried about the Packers' passing attack as they simply concentrated on stopping the because that's all they had to do. Bravo, Christian Watson. I would also want to say that the Packers were smart to stick with the run. Its success allowed them enough time for Rodgers to throw the ball. Any team can rush the passer if they don't have to worry about the run. And I would also emphasize that we saw Watson excel in something other than just running straight down the field. That, to me, was huge. Yeah. He can do something other than just run yeah, nine routes. Right, because other after that, you're thinking, all right, well, we, he can... And and he was open. Yeah, again, that's where the speed comes from. And for so long, you know, throughout the course of the season, I've had a fight with people during our show. I've I've had the back and forth with Jen Latta on on the show we do every morning from seven to nine on ninety four five ESPN. Jen, Gabe, and Chewy run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. It doesn't matter if you run the ball unless you can pair it up with something and be able yep. to take advantage of running the football. You can run it all you want. You're just not going to be able to score enough points in today's NFL without being able to pair it. And it would have been the same way today without 100%, Watson. Hundred percent. Because you need that someone that's going to challenge the field, that can beat someone up top, that you don't need the perfect throw. Because that's the thing that with Aaron Rodgers, anytime it's he's gone deep, seemingly it's needed to be a perfect throw this year in order for it to be completed because you have guys like Alan Lazard, who again serves a purpose, but isn't somebody who's going to be out there stretching the field, so he's not getting the separation necessary to attack a defense deep. So the defense is betting, yeah, you're not going to throw a perfect every time you throw it 25-plus yards down the field. And look at Rodgers. His average per attempt was 11 yards. This year, I think it's been six. It's been bad. Yeah. A lot of stuff around the line of scrimmage. But when you pair it with the the way they were able to run the football today, you can push the ball down the field. Heck, even Sammy Watkins had a couple of catches down the field today. He averaged 16 yards a catch. No, it's the the optimism that people have is – under is is acceptable and appropriate for what could this offense do? Well, without Watson, they they averaged seventeen points a game. Now with him, not only what he can do, we've seen it, but what effect it can have on other players as well. Yeah, there's a 
And yes, he's a rookie, so if someone wants to say there's no way this can continue, well, he doesn't have to well, do it course. at the same level. But <laughs> it changes. Three touchdowns if every you're week. on this team, yeah. can you imagine how good you feel? It doesn't matter if you're offense or defense. Your defense going, hey, we don't have to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect either. And that's the thing. Without it's it's as crazy as it seems that one player can cause you not to be perfect. A on offense with what we were just talking about with perfect throws down the field because you don't have that guy with speed. And now defensively, you're allowed to make mistakes. Right. And maybe just maybe we see some guys take some more risks, a la Rudy Ford today, to try to create some turnovers. So that's the next step that yeah. I want to see. And from they this may team. end up. They're, they're mostly the same team. You saw all the things. As I said, it's just when you win, but. If they lose, the entire show is about Rodgers and LaFleur at the end of the game in regulation. Without a doubt. What the hell is going on? This is so typical of this season. Yep. And, in fact, it's not because they won the game. 855-616-1620 is the Box Wide Line. That's where we find Ron in Sheboygan. Ron, you're on Green Bay Game Day. Oh, he's feeling good. (laughs) I'll take you back to March of this year. I was actually scouting a guy from – uh, Montana State, and I put on a game where they played NDSU, North Dakota State, and I saw this kid just fly past other other players. He was fluid. He was smooth in and out of his breaks. It was unbelievable. I thought, this kid could play in the NFL. So I went back and I watched all of NDSU's games from last year, and I went, not only could this kid play in the NFL, this kid's first, second-round draft pick. Then he goes to the uh, the uh, senior bowl rookie. No, well, yeah, he, he did very well in the senior bowl, yep. but where he really stood out was at Indianapolis at the um, combine. He just he just blew everybody away. Four three five forty, and high jump, long jump, everything. He just I mean he scored like a ninety eight point nine on his relative athletic score, and when he just went from a third round pick to a first round pick, and I told Homer this. And I said, this is yes, the guy. Yes, he did. Just really so like everybody should know. Draft. Yes, he did. And and up until today, this I told him every time, you're the only person in the world who's compared him to James Lofton. He's as fluid as James Lofton. Javon Walker was close to James Lofton in fluidity, but this guy's this guy's James Lofton. And I told you that. And the other thing that I had said, well, Homer. I'll let you finish, but I want to emphasize, people should know, you're not only not surprised at what he did, you believe this is an indication of how good he is and will yes. be, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. I told you that if he stayed healthy, he was going to score 10 touchdowns this year. I, I said double digits. You said I was crazy. And I said, ah, this kid, if he stays yeah, healthy, he could score double digit touchdowns so as a rookie. That's the Not, thing, Ron. That's the one thing I guess I'm most concerned about is his health going forward because he got a little yes, dinged up absolutely. today. And even. this was not a college thing, Gabe. He did not get hurt in college, so this was this is kind of an aberration. I hope. I hope it's not a Jared Abadaris kind of thing where his build, you know, it's against the law to compare the two. To Come injury. on, Ron. Come on. Well, no, but, it, but well, what are you saying? Jared Aber- The only reason I compare him is because Jared Abadaris was slight of build. He did well in the Big Ten, but he got to the NFL and he got injured all the time. You know, that's that's what that's what stunted his career. Anyways, this is the last thing I want to leave you with regarding Christian Watson. The smartest quarterback in the National Football League, or so everybody thinks, is one Aaron Rodgers, who scored a 35 on his Wonderlick. Christian Watson scored a 38. That's true. On his Wonderlick. Now but you need to throw one has... more out here because I want people to know the other player that you have been as positive about 
like Christian Watson, is who? Jordan Love. Jordan Love's going to be a Pro Bowl player in this league if he gets if he stays with the Packers and then and Rodgers retires, or if he goes to another team that uses his skill set. Jordan Love's going to be a Pro Bowl quarterback in the National Football League. Never has anybody listened to Rod the same way for you to say that as they are tonight, given the history with Christian Watson. Rod, thanks for the call. I get more than I miss, Homer. I get more than I miss. I I I agree. I hit. We, we we could save the uh, the Jordan Love discussion no, for another no, day. This, but it hits more than a miss, yes, because I've known him for a long time. But these are two uh, these are two five hundred foot home runs. I mean, yeah. if you hit, you're uh-huh. there's no one while he done that. It hit Kristen Watson at that level, and certainly Jordan Love would be even even a greater. I mean, the referendum for Jordan Love would have continued had they lost this game today. The way I mean, heck, on get up. On ESPN, their big national morning show on television, they're talking about Jordan Love and is it time to play Jordan Love? And that would have continued this week. That at least gets put on the back burner for now. So we don't need to dive in on uh, his, no, his story, scouting report on Jordan Love The today. story for the Green Bay Packers isn't even Aaron Rodgers. It's Watson and the discussion of how it did and could change. I mean, I... I guarantee you, I don't know what the percentage will be. There'll be a percentage to say, I didn't think I would say this. The Packers are back. They have a chance. Doesn't mean they will. It's still, but, an, it's still an outside chance. Oh, of course it's an outside chance. But they, were, they, they had no chance to a lot of people's opinions. And even those people that way... I mean, it's a long shot because he's so young, and you look at one game, and we can go about... What are the well, great uh, games? No, Brandon well, Jennings, uh, we have the one-hit one wonder. But... The point is, everybody sees what that does to the Packer offense. Yeah, my biggest question for Christian Watson moving forward is, can he stay healthy? Because right. that has been, I mean, between the hamstring, the concussion, can, not, not much you can do about that, but just a slight build. Again, he got rolled up on just a little bit. It was just him in a corner, one-on-one, still ended up going to the blue tent today. Obviously came out and then still had a huge second half, but... You know, that's, that is the one thing to watch going forward because in order for the Packers to have any sort of chance to have that magical run that we've seen Aaron Rodgers do before, whether it was when he came back in 2013 and led them over that to the victory over the Bears to get them to the playoffs or when they ran the table in 2016 and made it all the way to an NFC Championship game, it's very obvious that Christian Watson has to be on the field and has to stay healthy. I said before, I wouldn't bet on it. You give me odds. I'll bet on it now. <laughs> we get back to your phone calls, and Mark Tauscher rejoins the program. That's coming up next, Green Bay Game Day postgame show on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. From the WTMJ Breaking News Center, I'm Wyatt Farmore Pooley. Menominee Falls Police investigating two separate robberies at the same Ulta Beauty off Falls Parkway. Six deaths now confirmed after two historic military planes collided midair Saturday afternoon during a Veterans Day event in Texas, and the University of Wisconsin system launching a survey aimed to gauge attitude toward free speech on campus. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low of 27. Monday, mostly cloudy, high of 40. I'm Wyatt Farmore Pooley, News Radio, WTMJ. When you open a crisp, cold Bud Light, you know game day is here. Touchdown! You owe me five bucks. We mean every sound. 
Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Homer and Tausch, and sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. An ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. How strange is it that Rudy Ford has been the Packers' biggest playmaker at safety all year? And I don't know what is he he's gotten a quarter of the snaps at safety is Savage and Amos. I mean, well, we had a guy he, last he year. Plays today. He's the second coming of uh uh Douglas last year. He made more plays today. Yeah. And he's he made plays the way I was expecting Darnell Savage to yes. be able to make yeah. plays. Yeah. And no. I understand some of that is I don't know what was that. The second interception in the middle of the field. The guy threw the ball right to him. Like, yeah. I, and and I know Olsen said that it was a bad route by C.D. Lamb as well or whatever. And the, But the ball just kind of came out of uh, right. Dak Prescott's hands funky. Yeah. So, yeah, again, right place, right time situation. But I can't think of a time where Darnell Savage has been in the right place at the right time like that. I, yeah, I can't think no, of times when Darnell Savage has been in the in the absolute wrong place at the worst time. Yeah. Uh, no, I think right now you'd say, all right, who are you going to start next week? It's easy. I'd, I'd go Rudy Ford. Right. And like then if, how you decide to use Savage is another thing you can use in different ways. But in terms of at that position, yeah, Ford's the starter. Give me Rudy Ford. Yeah. Because not only that, and, and look, he, he took some gambles. He made some mistakes. And I know he kind of slipped on the first touchdown the Cowboys scored. and He, he over-pursued a little bit. But he made a tremendous open field tackle coming down to get Pollard for you know a gain of two or three. From a from a high safety position, two interceptions. He's flying around making plays that I haven't seen a Packer safety make in a very long time. Like I don't care if that guy makes mistakes at this point. Like he's he's making things happen out there as well, and it gives that energy defense when you can get plays like that. So, if, if which we're and holding, the turnovers are huge because they've been so bad at it, they would have lost by two tonight. If we are holding Amari Rogers accountable, then Darnell Savage also needs to be held accountable. Because that dude has missed tackles all over the place. He's blown coverages all over the place. Sure, if you want to use him in some different spots because you're beat up in the secondary, go for it. Keep trying him out at that that slot position, I guess. You probably don't have any you know, Keyshawn Nixon kind of fills into that role as well. But yeah, go ahead, put him there. But I want to see more of Rudy Ford. Just because you, you make plays like that, to me, you deserve a better opportunity. Yeah, I joined that club. And then uh, Jason Willie picked the Packers to win. So... Can't He's not to. up there with Ron. Ron, of course, is going to be at the top for his comments about Watson. But as far we, as picking him to win, that's... I think we um, could go 0 for 5 and cover 5 this week, by the way. I had the Packers losing in that one. Uh, I, and I, I felt decent about that prediction going into the fourth quarter because, again, think about everything the Packers have been through during this six-game losing streak. Or five-game losing streak, excuse me. Like... Whenever they need the stop, they don't get the stop. Right. But then when they do they get the stop, they no, they're not going to score. 28-14, the game was exactly as it had all the other games yep. had been. You had those moments where it's like, all right, this is the game and the interceptions. And then and then you look and go, they're down 28-14. This is over. Which, by the way, the Cowboys 195-0 in franchise history entering the fourth quarter with a 14-plus point lead. First time they've dropped that. Now 195-1.
in their history. 855-616-1620 is the Boda Box wine line. We go out to Sean in South Carolina. Sean, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's been a long time. Absolutely. Uh, here's my takeaway. Um, Goody and LaFleur have been wanting to build a team to run the ball, and I think they've tried in the first eight games, and, you know, they went three and five. Um, with Aaron Rodgers as the best quarterback in the league and with one decent wide receiver, why would upper management in the front office go against that and say, like, you know what, we're going to go ahead and be a team that runs the ball and leans on the defense? I mean, I think – it's a failed experiment and we need to go back to high flying uh, offense with uh, the QB and a couple uh, wide receivers. So, I mean, does this game basically say the uh, Goody experiment of running the ball and big defense is the way to win after today's game? Well, that was to me, and I don't think this was the right way to approach it, Sean, but clearly to me, the approach by Brian Gutekunst, to build around the running game and the defense was not only a way to try to win now because they traded away their star wide receiver, but it was a way to potentially win with Jordan Love whenever Aaron Rodgers was ready to step away. So he's trying to have that, oh, we can win like this now and also in the future when I think you've reached a point with Aaron Rodgers. That's the premise of this offense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That you don't have to have the great quarterback to win as but guys, Sam. it hasn't worked. Oh no! I, look, well, no, look, it has for other teams. Yeah, look, Sean, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm yeah. just saying this was Goody's mindset, and I think that he was yep. wrong in, in in order to approach it like this. Like you've only got Aaron Rodgers for a handful because these other teams that do this Agreed. and don't have quarterbacks. Guess what? Those teams have Agreed. the San Francisco 49ers. Even even before the Rams traded for um, McCaffrey. For, for, well, no, or no, for back before. Odell Beckham. Uh, no, before they traded for Stafford, oh. Jared Goff was the quarterback Correct. there. You know, so this offense being run with yeah. not very good quarterbacks, guess what those teams had? They had weapons. They had weapons on the outside. They had weapons at yeah. tight end. They had things that even the bad quarterback yeah. could throw to. And when Aaron Rodgers, a good quarterback, has no weapons to throw to, you're just not going to be able to succeed. Like You just can't do it. Like, you need yeah. guys to get open. Otherwise, Aaron Rodgers, with a bad thumb, has to be perfect weekend and week right. out. For, this is the first week in which Aaron Rodgers has had Devontae Adams on the team. I mean, I'm not going to go that far. No, no, it's not that he's Devontae Adams, but he had had someone that he, yeah, he had someone that he could rely rely upon. But it it wasn't, maybe it's not even Devontae, it's more MVS. Because had they found a way to keep MVS, they would have this speed that would open things up. It's just the lack of speed other than Christian Watson on that wide receiver core is astounding. Especially when you take a look Agreed. around the league and see how much speed other teams have, how the Packers have only one guy who has any sort of speed. It's embarrassing. But yeah. when he's out there, and you see I the difference that it can make. You need somebody that can stretch the field. And I think that's the one thing that you will find with those other offenses is that they have had always somebody who could stretch the field. Well, and look what Kansas City did when they yeah. lost their fast guy. Got another fast guy. Got a couple of other Another fast, fast guy. Yes, because we can And can't, they had a backup fast guy. Yes. Here's my closing thought. It, 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 it is apparent to me that the level of toxicity between the coach and the quarterback is at an all-time high. Yeah, the game ended well, but when it doesn't end well the next time, it's uh, going to reappear, and I, I think it's a really bad look for everyone involved. Yeah, see, and I don't think so. 
Uh, we okay. we can certainly we can certainly have um, that conversation. I think going forward. Appreciate the call, Sean. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, apparently. Um, Ryan, this this tweet coming from Ryan Wood, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers asked what he was so upset with on the sideline when cameras caught his exchange with Matt LaFleur. Quote, just every single play call probably. So he was joking around. Uh, but then said he felt like he was in a good rhythm, wanted a chance to win in regulation, did not feel like he got it. So he wanted the opportunity to maybe make something happen there. And So then it wasn't run the ball. I, 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 who knows? Who knows? There you go. I'll go with the who knows. <laughs> who, who knows at this point? Like... I mean, it looked like you said, "Run the effing ball." Yeah, a couple expletives uh, kind of snuck or in there. Or he might have been mad that they had a play to run the effing ball, and then he what? Could that have been a run pass option that he switched it, um, but didn't like the play? Wanted something. I thought on the play he was looking to go to Watson on a straight fly, <laughs> just but, bomb it down there. Well, no, just to do it again. Why not? Um. So I, yeah, your answer is right. No one knows, and I think well, and Tausch, you can speak to this as Mark Tausch, Packers Hall of Famer, rejoins us. I think at times because we've seen Aaron Rodgers and the body language and everything just gets so magnified with him at this point when your team is three and six heading into today, now four and six, that every exchange he ever has. You know, it just gets magnified and blown out of proportion. My guess is there's a lot of yelling happening on the sideline at any given moment in an NFL game. Uh, I mean, I noticed this when I was injured. The amount of screaming coaches do and the amount of things coaches say about players in headsets, and it is a place not for the faint of heart. So I understand the body language police and everybody kind of getting after Aaron, but there is a amount of competitive juice and stuff that is hard to withhold. You need to be able to have that trust that you understand now, would I like to see Aaron handle things a little bit differently? I do. But in the same respect, he is a fiery competitor, and he wanted to have a shot to go win the game at the end. He didn't want to have to go to overtime and a coin toss. And, you know, if all things you know don't work out, then you're sitting here and you're explaining what happened. So I don't have a problem with it, and I think it's one of those great cases where when you lose a bunch, everybody questions it. Everybody is going to admit it. When you win – it is. Look at the fire in that guy's competitive. No, but what do you think they? What think, do you think they wanted to do? or trying to do, or it was third and one. I mean, they they. I think Aaron wanted to go make a play. He wanted I, to go downfield. Yeah, I because they had enough time to well, continue. I mean, to me, it was no shortage yes, I of time. Think slow playing it the way they did. What they wanted oh. to do was not give Dallas any ball, the ball it. back with any time. I think that was kind of the goal. So I don't necessarily know. I think Aaron Rodgers just wanted to say, let me go make a play. I The ball's in my hands. I'm You're paying me 50 mil. Let's go make a play. And that's been this battle line all season with, well, Aaron Jones is your best weapon. You need to give him the ball. And in the same respect, Aaron Rodgers, you want him to make decisions at the end of games. That's why you're paying him that. That's why he is who he is. And you try to figure out that balance. And it's been a struggle. You haven't figured it out. Today, because you won, you figured it out. Well, no, I bet, but don't you think Roger to feel like I understand this, uh, coach? But this is different. You see who we got out there? Do you see who I got out there today? I think we could take a slightly different approach late in the game, given the weapon that you know that I have now, at least today. Well, there's no doubt. I think this opens up a whole nother opportunity for this offense to, you know, to not play the dink and dunk. Uh, you know, we're just gonna. This is what we could do now. 
when you have chunk plays and you can make explosive, all of a sudden everything is opened up. And your point, I, I think the MVS point that everybody notices, well, of course, Devontae's gone and you, you haven't been able to replace that. I think Christian Watson's much more going to be in that MVS role for now. And that role we all kind of looked at and you always poo-pooed at home or always oh, a one-trick pony, all this other stuff. It's an important trick. You know, like every comedian or every uh, illusionist has their go-to trick. You need to have those options, and it forces defenses to do things differently. You saw tonight how important having that trick in your arsenal is to an offense because this went from being an offense that couldn't get out of its own way, 17 points and what everything else, to, huh, these guys, we can actually do something. But they still – Gave a number of touches to the running backs. Oh, more than just That's a number still of touches. Be this, right. This isn't, by the way, this isn't, we haven't figured out this this Rubik's Cube that we're dealing with here. This isn't just because Christian Watson had big, all's not, like, this isn't like the, the fail, all of a sudden now this offense is going to be the 2011 version. That's not what this is going to be. What did you do to get to that point? You stuck with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. 37 And carries. now you have the opportunity. Yep. You need to stick to that. And now you have these opportunities to make it easier for those guys to run. And it's a heck of a lot easier for Christian Watson when he's got one safety that he has to beat. And there's not the two shells sitting back there that's going to keep everything in front. He needs to be the big play guy. And that helps Aaron Jones. It all works in unison. And when none of it works, it makes it a slog, which is what we've seen for the vast majority of this season. Until today. 855-616-1620. That's the Botabox wine line. We get back to you and your calls as the Packers end the losing streak. They're victorious today, 31-28 over Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. You and your calls next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day Postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Jones, left side. Big hole. Sprinting to the end zone. Touchdown, Green Bay. That's right. The losing streak is over. 31-28 Packers beat the Cowboys, and that means we can ring the bell presented by Salvation Army. Please remember, you don't have to wait until Christmas time to ring the bell and put money in the Salvation Army red kettle. Donate now at samilwaukee.org. I'm Gabe Nodso, along with Steve the Homer True, Packers Hall of Famer Mark Tauscher with us as well. Again, the green and gold win, 31-28 over Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys. We're taking your reaction on the Botabox wine line at 855-616-1620. Harrison in Sheboygan, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show with Homer, Gabe, and Tausch. Uh, hey, guys. First time, long time. Uh, glad to be on here. You know, I think back, I think about Donald Driver, I think about Greg Jennings, I think about Jordy Nelson, and I have core memories of those guys running the quick slant. Um, I, was in, I was a freshman in college in 2010 when we won the Super Bowl. Love the quick slant. Uh, love to see the quick slant back in the game tonight. What do you guys think about our inside passing game and where that can take us and maybe what's been missing prior to today? 
So again, what's been missing prior to today is just the speed, the the pure speed on the outside. And and I don't know if Christian Watson's going to be that quick slant guy. He had the one catch kind of underneath. It was more of a drag route that they got it to him on uh, on a third down play where he ended up picking up the first down, and that was his only non touchdown catch today. Uh, but again, that speed that takes the top off the defense. So when somebody walks down and has that safety in the box to stop Aaron Jones, to stop A.J. Dillon, you now have a remedy in order to try to beat it on the outside. The guys haven't been winning one-on-one matchups all that often, whether it's been Alan Lazard, whether it's Sammy Watkins, whether it's Samari Torre, who was quiet today. Um, But Christian Watson has that speed on the outside where now you've got a solution to eight men in the box. We haven't seen anybody run even with him. He's outrun everybody. Every play I've right. seen, he's outrun the guy. Yeah, that's that's, that's a plus. Yeah, that's really, yeah, I, that's, love the, uh, I love I uh, love the running game going wide today. I feel like that spread things out. You know, helped us out. Um, you know, it, it was great. It was great seeing us have our way that way. Yeah, I mean, they had success running. When you run the football that the way they did today, again, Aaron Jones, 24 carries, 138 yards and a touchdown. A.J. Dillon, quite possibly his best game of the season, 13 carries, 65 yards. They had success running inside. They had success running outside. It seemed when they, just going back a couple weeks to the game against the Bills, where they decided to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball in the second half, it seemed like a lot of similar runs, where this week it was a lot of different runs and a lot of different looks, and Mm -hmm. they ran the ball out of shotgun. They ran the ball under center. They gave you every look imaginable, and that probably had a lot to do with the success running the football. I want to know how many games Aaron Rodgers has only thrown 20 passes. Somebody can do the research. Yeah, that's easy enough to look up, but I don't have that kind of time. Was that Tausch? It was. <laughs> Tausch. Well, let's uh, beat the Titans Thursday and uh, pack her back in playoff conversation in my, in my brain. Yeah, everybody that thought, and myself included, that there's just no way they have the potential to beat anybody now. Doesn't mean they will, and they're, they're all the problems. They showed up again. They, they, everything's great, and yet you're down 14 points. But they, they still have the potential to lose to everybody. Of course, too. yes. I yes. Mean, yes. Totally. But the potential to beat anyone certainly seems like right. it's, it's there not as well. made up. It's not, hey, Aaron Rodgers has done this before. There's nothing and any no way to get it done. Now there's a way to get it done. If they were to pull off, and by the way, I just saw uh, Jimmy Shapiro sending out an email, uh, the opening line for the Packers. Uh, They are favored by two points against the Titans, so not the typical three you get at home, but they are favored uh, coming up on Thursday night. And anytime, I I couldn't pick the Packers to win tonight because I didn't know what it looked like. Because who in the right mind would have picked, oh, it's going to look like Christian Watson three touchdowns. Yeah. Like, oh. even his dad's not picking that, right? Like, his dad isn't going, hey, my son's yeah. going to score three touchdowns today, and I know he had some we'll great reactions on Jason social media. We'll have to ask Jason why he picked them, because he did pick them. Well, I, it, it seemed like, and I can accuse this of Jason when, when he joins us later, it seems like he was being very stubborn about his, and I can say this as a fellow stubborn person, uh, to his a preseason prediction right. that this was going to be a team that could get hot, you're, and he was just like you're correct, clinging onto it for he dear was life. Clinging on, he couldn't really explain how it was going to get done. <laughs> yes. and you know what? He can explain how it's going to get done now. Exactly, but again, it just seems like the the, the margin for error still is going to be very yes. thin going forward. Oh. But the the advantage, as you were just saying, Homer, is if they if they beat the Titans, I know what that looks like now. 
I know I can picture it in my mind. Oh, this could happen or this could happen where they've been playing so poorly the previous five weeks. I had no idea what this could possibly look like. They haven't scored over 30 points all season, and they finally did it tonight. I mean, I I think they have the potential and will have some significant screw-ups. Oh, Before yeah. this season Absolutely. Is I mean, you look at, I mean, Christian Watson. But they had those things in this game. It's not like, oh, the, what they did in this game was so different from the rest of the season. Christian they Watson had, not oh, turning around on right. after that first they had touchdown. All the mistakes. Had a second they touchdown. had the great plays, and then you screw it up, and now you're down two, and the defense was stopping, and now they can't stop it. And yet, given all those flaws, they still won. How much optimism do you have going forward, Tausch? Uh, I still have reserved optimism, but I have time more than I did after we drive up here today. And I, you guys are mentioning it because... All right, we're, we're, yeah, we're just going to have to... I, I, I don't know. If, can we just get Tausch to call in? I agree totally. Yeah, we'll just yes. get Tausch to call in, and he can join us for the final segment calling in. So with that being said, we'll get out to Sean in Wausau. Sean, we'll get to you on the Box Wine line before we go to... Uh, uh, Mark Tauscher on that Boda Box wine line. Sean, you're on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show with Homer and Gabe. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, love listening to the show. Uh, I think today was uh, probably the most complete game we've had all year on, on all three facets. You know, definitely things to work on. <laughs> Included uh, a fumble area, so, but on one. special teams, and he might not be wrong. Right, oh, right. Man. But th- th- I guess that's where I want to go is, is Keyshawn Nixon is – is he our 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 answer for the rest of the season on on special teams to to help us kind of fill that void? I am going with yes. I don't know if Amari Rogers is still going to be on this roster tomorrow morning because what? I, I agree. I, I don't think I saw him in. Listen I'll to have, Wayne and Larry. They 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 had some comments, and I they <laughs> up to them. He's not on the on the team. It's. I mean, it's Watkins it, did enough to get the spot. Yeah. So, to me, I guess it all comes down to when is Randall Cobb going to be healthy. If Randall Cobb's able to come off and play this Thursday and they need to open up a roster spot, yes. Previously, I thought it was Sammy Watkins who would be released. To me, it's Amari Rogers because I don't recall seeing him on offense. And I know Rob Domowski, Rob Domowski each uh, Monday morning will tweet out snap counts for everyone. So, I'll have to wait and see what the snap count his was uh, for, for Amari Rogers offensively yesterday. But they already took away kick returns. They just took away punt returns today. And he's not playing offense. It's it's a show me business, man. Like it, and, and that's what it is. It's a business. There's somebody else out there that can certainly help this team. And if you're not able to do any of those three things, which is why you're on this roster, then you don't deserve to be on the roster. Right. Anymore. The only thing is where you're drafted. Those guys hang around a lot longer than you would think they should. But no, he's he has certainly already hung out a lot yes. longer than he should. Yes. There's no. There's no defense. No. Just a question of it's a third-round pick, and I don't know how long. Sternberger was on the team. How much longer than everybody thought because he was horrible? Uh, yeah, he stuck around. But, um, but the, the, just the fact that they continued to play him would give you an indication that they, he already had way more leeway than anybody thought possible. Still so many things to come here on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. We have the Tausch's final thoughts coming up next. We'll also go over the man. 
which is brought to us by New Mail Medical. Yeah. We'll go over that. I mean, we actually have options this week. Like it's and, and they're not manufactured options. Like I don't have to point out Zach Tom. You have any idea how excited I am to actually like pick these post-game segments that we have and have optimism about them. This is exciting stuff. Tausch gives his final thoughts. We have to hear from QB1. We have to hear from Jason Willie. All still to come on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Rogers steps up, going deep, has a man. It's caught! Watson is in! Touchdown, Green Bay! Out of fourth and seven. Do you think that part of that second touchdown is going to be remembered? Fourth and seven, you have to go for it. And Rodgers goes down the field and hits Christian Watson for a 38-yard touchdown. Like, is that part going to be remembered that? Because that was a huge part. I mean, if, or excuse me, 39-yard touchdown pass. Early fourth quarter. Have to go for it. Down multiple scores. And... Like everything had to fall into place, and it did for the Packers in the second half. And that losing streak is over. 31-28, Packers have a little bit of life. As Mark Tauscher rejoins us here on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show, I'm Gabe Neitzel along with Steve the Homer True. Like That seems like such an important detail that I feel is going to be lost, is that it was 4th and 7, and Rodgers had the confidence to go to the Not kid. by me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's why... All what the 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 special was, it wasn't just running down and catching the fly. There were so many parts to what Watson did in the game, even catching only four balls, and you've made a huge one of it. But you know, all the things that you think are possible for him in the future are because of the different things you saw in the game this afternoon, even though he only caught four passes, and I don't even know. Tausch, is the reason why he keeps going back to Christian Watson and it pays off today, but we've seen it so many times this year. I mean, after the, the, the drop pass early and he had one where he didn't get his head turned around and almost caught another touchdown today, certainly the rookie mistakes. But is, does Rodgers actually believe in Christian Watson or is he throwing to Christian Watson because, well, there's nobody else who can push the ball down the field and Rodgers likes to throw deep? Yeah, I mean, I think it's both, but they're obviously – when you take a look at it, he, he trusts him. And I think he, from the get-go, you know, unfortunately been hurt most of training camp. He missed a lot of the, you know, the little bit of mini camp and OTAs that Aaron was up at. And it, this was, he's picked higher than everybody else for a reason. He has those tangible things that you're looking for in a wide receiver. And he's got world-class speed. I heard when we were having a trouble with connection, I heard Homer talking about, have you seen me catch him? No. You haven't. He has world-class speed, and that's a difference. That's a, such a difference maker. But he trusts. I think he's. He knows that he doesn't have a lot of other options, and I think he likes the way Christian Watson approaches things. So you combine all those things, and the fact that you're really limited with your opportunity, your your options with somebody else, and that you have this little this new toy that you have that has big-time speed. You're going to utilize it, and because Aaron understands what he needs 
to get the looks that he wants that he knows this team needs to win games. And Christian Watson's going to give this team some of those looks. He's going to make things a lot easier to run the football, and he's going to open some other things up that maybe let Bob Tunyon and some of the other guys get relieved of some of the pressure that they're under too. So all of this stuff you're asking a ton, and we're looking at the first game that I believe Christian Watson has started and finished. And we're asking him, we're holding hopes on a playoff push, and we're all in agreement that he is the reason hope is more eternal than it's been because of what he did for this offense tonight. And to expect him to be this productive week in and week out, it is a monster task. But that is what, that's where this team's at, and that's what is needed of him, I think, in order to overcome some of the other shortcomings that this group has. He needs to be this guy tonight, and that is going to be tough for him to do. But we didn't think it was possible until we saw it tonight. So if he is the reason for optimism, what gives you pause going forward particularly? Because it is a quick turnaround going into the game Thursday night at home against Tennessee. Derrick Henry um, and that run game because, you know, for as much I thought they held people in check, Dallas still ran the football pretty effectively tonight. And, you know, all of this, I still think we're raving about Christian Watson. But if they're able to continue to move the football in overtime, go out and score, this is a whole different conversation. We're probably talking a lot about that exchange between Aaron and Matt LaFleur. It's just, it's such a narrative deal. And when you win, you get to set the narrative. And now the narrative is about Christian Watson. But I think you have to come out and think, man, can Green Bay's run defense improve enough to slow down that machine? But had it and we not seen what this offense could do, if it was last week's offense and this season's offense up until tonight, you're so much more worried because you think that you're going to give up some rushing yards. You know Derrick Henry's going to do some things. And you don't – and I guess from my point of view, I didn't know if the offense could overcome it. Now, because you have a big play capabilities, it makes playing football a lot easier. And it makes this offense that can now score 30-plus points, it changes the whole dynamic of how you win football games. And that is the hope that I think Packer fans are holding on to after – uh, you know, a do-or-die win tonight for this season. I have been waiting to do this the entire post-game show. Let's get to the man! Who was the man in the green and gold game? It's time to find out who the man is. The man is sponsored by New Male Medical Center. Guys struggling with low testosterone, ED, and weight loss have had success at New Male. You can, too. Schedule your consultation at newmail.com and discover the new you. There are actually options this week. You don't have to make something up. You don't have to manufacture positivity for the Green Bay Packers because they did. They won. The losing streak is over. I believe it would have been the first six-game losing streak since 1988. In the course of a calendar season. Yeah, that's not great. So, let's go ahead and start it, Tausch. Who do you got tonight? Who's your The Man? I'm going to leave the low-hanging fruit to you guys. Just make sure we don't forget about Rudy Ford uh, because that's who I would pick. Obviously, the other one is easy. But I look at the O-line. I always watch that, and I thought the David Bakhtiari-Elton Jenkins component finally was able to start and finish a game. And if you notice a lot of the success that we saw tonight, 
running left. We saw those guys. I saw Elton Jenkins getting up on backers. I saw Elton Jenkins pancaking folks. Uh, I'm going to give it to the left side of the offensive line. I don't want to poo-poo the right side. I didn't hear a ton of Micah Parsons tonight. I didn't see, you know, I, I didn't see the impact plays that I think we all worried about him coming. I'm going to give it to the group and specifically the left side of the offensive line. That is my the man for tonight's game. Homer? Oh, you know, low-hanging fruit. Low-hanging yeah. fruit. Take it. Yeah. Well, no, they they I, I, until someone tells me otherwise, I will assume it's arguably the greatest performance ever by a Packer rookie wide receiver. I'm guessing no rookie has ever had three touchdown passes. Um, I look back for Aaron Rodgers. I'm already down back to 2016. Uh, there have been no games in which he's thrown just 20 passes. Where he started one, and finished. Correct. The one game against Detroit last year, I think Jordan Love came in. But uh, I'm back to a Minnesota game that I think maybe he got hurt in. In, 2000, in 2015, I think I'm at 16. But anyway, nothing. The, the Green Bay Packers, other than with the defense, were exactly the same team. They found a way to screw even that up, and the only thing that was different was they had this one player who changed the offense from them scoring 17 points a game up to 31. Now, the most, if you want to be negative, the most negative thing you can say is, yeah, Homer, they won the game. Uh, they if if uh, yes if uh, Christian Watson scores three touchdowns that solves the problem. How many games in the future is going to do that? And if he doesn't do that, they lose this game because of all the screw ups that were reflective of what they've been the entire season. Other than that, one has probably been eliminated, and that is Rodgers returning punts. But uh, if you need Christian Watson to do what he did tonight to win games, you're not going to win many games. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, to Tausch's point, well, I'm not going to forget about Rudy Ford because um, I know you, you you missed this earlier, Tausch, but I mean, if we're holding Amari Rogers accountable, and we should be, we need to be holding Darnell Savage, a- Adrian Amos, those guys uh, as well because I'm sure there are some mistakes that Rudy Ford made today, and I know he missed a, a tackle or two, but he had two interceptions. The The play that he made when he flew up to the line of scrimmage and tackled Tony Pollard in the open field to hold him to a gain of a couple with if he doesn't do that, who knows how many yards Tony Pollard gets. The dude's flying around and making plays. It's what I've been expecting out of a Packer safety like Darnell Savage being drafted in the first round for a while. And the fact that Rudy Ford, maybe it's right place, right time, but then I want the pa- I want a different Packer safety to also be in the right place at the right time. Dude made plays. And one of those interceptions was in the end zone after the Packers fumbled the football, after Aaron Rodgers fumbled it, and you're able to turn them away and then get points off your own turnover. That's huge. Sets the tone in that first half. So I am going to go with Rudy Ford. And it could, be a, it could be a plus for the future, too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tausch, we certainly appreciate it, man. Can't wait to hear more of your takes on today's game. Tomorrow, Will the Tausch starts at 9 a.m. on ESPN Wisconsin. Hope springs eternal, Packer fans. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Winning is so much fun. So much better than losing. Yeah, and the way with what occurred. All right, if if Christian Watson doesn't do what he did yep. and they win the game, you're not feeling that. They're still the same team. Yep. They're not the same team. No, it feels different. 
And we'll keep talking about it, and you can tell us why it feels different to you, or maybe it doesn't feel different to you. You can weigh in on the Botabox wine line, 855-616-1620. Simple, smooth, and every sip is easy as the last Tito's handmade vodka tastes just as good with tap water as it does with your favorite mixer. Back in the day, Tito distilled, hand-bottled, taste-tested, sent to a few friends, then taste-tested again to give you the finest juice around. No frills, no flavors, no fancy labels, just the good stuff, just Tito's. For recipes, videos, and more, visit titosvodka.com. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof, crafted to be savored responsibly. Shout out to Tito's as well. Uh, they were being served and helped out an event that I was at last night, Paintings for Pediatrics. You can just Google them and find out more about that great organization. Packers win 31-28 over the Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau Field. Your reaction, plus still have to hear from QB1 and Jason Will. They all still to come on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. When you open a crisp cold... Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day postgame. On the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino. With Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Prescott over the middle. And it's intercepted again. It's Ford again. Near side. Has a block. Rudy Ford inside the 30. Rudy Ford having a career first half. A couple of career games for some guys today. Rudy Ford in the first half, and then Christian Watson coming out in the second half, scoring two of his three TDs. In the second half, four catches, 170 yards, four Watson, three touchdowns. Packers defeat the Cowboys 31-28 and are favored now after being five-point home dogs. Last time that happened, the Packers five-point road dogs. You have to go back to uh, the 2017 season. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is injured, comes yeah. back against Carolina, throws three interceptions, Packers season essentially over, so they put him back on IR. Brett Hundley starts at home against Minnesota, second last game of the year. Packers were eight-and-a-half-point dogs in that game. So they're five-point dogs today. They cover, they win, and now they're two-point favorites against the Tennessee Titans I think Thursday. if you follow the ESPN and their shows, they will tell you that the pros are betting heavily on Tennessee. Getting the two points? Yes. Yes. They believe that this is a classic case well, of overselling. And that doesn't mean the Packers aren't going to win. I no. just They, uh, who is it? Uh, Doug, uh, the one of their, their oh, gamblers. Kazarian? Yeah. He always uses that information because it's a huge part of Vegas in terms of they go by the, the the casinos on what the pros do, and that's their early picks or, you know. But I would think that they will announce tomorrow, uh, very soon, the pros are heavily taking Tennessee. You do have King Henry coming in, um, who's incredibly talented. Right. The Packers did have success against him a couple of seasons ago. Yes, they did. When they shut him down, and I believe that was the A.J. Dillon coming out party in 2020. And... Or, uh, Wait, was that last year? I, don't, I guess I that don't, must have been last year because AJ Dillon was a rookie I don't last remember year. anything. Yeah, but but they did. They shut him yes, down. They beat they him. They shut him down yeah, big. time. They shut him down big time. So maybe they can. But again, 
Tony Pollard, 22 carries, 115 yards, and a touchdown today. It's not like they shut down the running game of the Cowboys. They had tremendous no, success running the all the things the that they struggled with, they struggled with today, and they're all forgotten because they won, and they won with a rookie having a historic performance. Yeah, I mean, who are Packer? I mean, what, James Law? Like, the only Packer rookie receivers that could potentially have three touchdowns in a game their rookie season would be Sterling, James Lofton, and Don Hudson, right? Yes. Like, those, I, those are the three. That's it. That's the list. Well, and I'm not sure how many rookies. Let's throw running backs in there. Throw, you know, three touchdowns. And again, you uh, you alluded to the fourth down one, but the variety of the, the, the last one. Yeah, in the red zone. Wide open, just ran away from everyone. Right, and, and a simple crossing route. Correct, and you you wonder, you know, can you run away from people? Yes, we know you can run away. I mean, I don't ever remember. Uh, and Taos said I didn't like MVS. No one has sold MVS more than I have, only because he led the league in yards per catch one year. That's hard to do. Uh, but I don't remember him on any of those cross crossing routes or something like that uh, as often or sure. ever. It was always just. All right, hundred meter dash to start. <laughs> and as I said, to emphasize, I haven't seen anybody stay with Watson yet. Yeah, very small sample size. Because again, and that's and that's the scary part to me, Homer. The scary part to me is yes, all those things that have gone wrong for the Packers offensive, defensively, they certainly happened yeah. today as well. You can't feel any more confident about any of those things other than uh, the change in safety. That's different. And, and it's very possible that they're better because of it. If the Packers' success is hinging on Christian Watson, and look, he's not going to score three touchdowns again, right? But I think that the fact that you have somebody out there that can stretch the field, there was a play uh, that Aaron Rodgers got sacked on, and then they pointed out on the broadcast that both Alan Lazard and Samari Torre were both wide the bleep open had he just gotten that extra beat of protection to get rid of the ball, so he had options. So I'm, what I'm hoping is other things open up because of that speed over the top. The problem is, and Tausch alluded to it when he was on with us earlier, this is the first game he believes that Watson's been able to start and finish. And if your success going forward, and any hope of having some sort of magical Aaron Rodgers run means Christian Watson is healthy, I'd probably bet that Christian Watson isn't going to be able to stay healthy. Yeah, I agree with you. And that's terrifying. But <laughs> but that doesn't mean that today can't be good or special or fun because it still is. Well, and there's a, the possibility. You have, you know, uh, when I said, uh, I think I picked them to, to win eight games. We do this because that's, what, that's yep. to me, how you tell what confidence you have in. I, I, they said, how are they going to do it? I go, I don't know. What do you mean? I just think they're going to kind of split each of the next pair. Now I got an answer. They, got, just, they have some speed. I gotta have I gotta have him be a part of it for enough games or stay healthy for enough games. He doesn't have to stay healthy for all the games, but they're they're a different team. Plus, this is where I'm dreaming, but hoping. I don't know how. If you're on this team, you can't have, feel a level of confidence that you didn't have. You were hoping Rodgers could do it. I I think I think Rodgers is shocked. I don't think he can say it. I don't think there's any way. But he... This is like, you always stay positive. You always you never know about all that kind of stuff. But it, but it seems like he knows. And I asked the question to Tao Shirley, and he said his answer was a little bit of both. When I asked him, is he thrown to Christian Watson because he believes in him or because he has to? 
And I think he knows that there's something there. No, before it was because he has to, but but, now he feels comfortable because he was right about believing that Christian Watson could do this. So whether or not you believe that Aaron Rodgers is 100% honest at all times, he did point out after Watson suffered the concussion a couple of weeks ago, very early in the game, in the post-game press conference, he almost immediately pointed out, we had like 10 or 11 play calls for that guy in the game plan. So that changed things drastically with him being out. And him pointing that out, to me, says a little bit like, yeah, I think there's something there. I not, that he, I not that he fully has Aaron Rodgers' trust. Right. But Rodgers sees something with him. He never. You know, I mean, he didn't. Did he think that he, Christian Watson was going to score three no, touchdowns? He never in the game? thought no. he'd see Watson in the in the end zone doing the Dorsey Levens. One, two, two three. three. It was, you know, it was, but, it was, so that that's the part I'm saying. But the the belief that it's happened, he's not thinking it could happen, hoping it could happen. It's happened. Just if I'm on that team, I have a level of confidence. I have a I have a level of confidence if I'm a defensive player. I don't feel like I have to be perfect. Maybe I have a confidence too that they have a different guy in safety. I don't. Yeah, we'd well, have we'll, to ask. But then the safety on special teams that might be better. It's not. Yeah, because they did shine Jonathan Abram, who came in from the Raiders, just right. pretty much played special teams this week. Who knows if he has an expanded role right. within the defense? It's not forward. just hope, and I think that's what Rodgers was doing. You know, like you just always say positive. Why? Just say, but now it's it's there. There's, it's possible. It, it's still a lot of hope. But the, right. that hope has a vision. It's not yeah. blind hope. Right. Somebody said when they were talking to the Packers, you know, even a blind squirrel. I said, no, I'm not taking that. It may be a blind cheetah, but it is not a blind squirrel. There's a difference between <laughs> a blind cheetah and a blind squirrel. 855-616-1620 is the number to get into the show. That's the Box Wine Line. That's where we find Ricky in Wisconsin. Ricky, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hello. What's up, Ricky? Yeah. Yeah, I just want to talk about this uh, Packers team. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, when when, when Devonte Adams uh, left Green Bay, I was getting nervous uh, how the season would go. And uh, now that they got these rookies, I expect them, you know, not to make the playoffs at all for this first year. And especially when they went on that five-game losing streak, you go to three and six. Uh, I figured this is going to be a a stupid, crummy first year, but um, I think the Packers got sick of losing five straight games, and they really played their hearts out, and that's why they were able to beat Dallas, even though Dallas did uh, good with their running game. And so uh, I think Thursday, maybe next week Thursday, whatever, they're playing against the Titans. Yep, quick turnaround. And, uh, yeah, and Derrick Henry is going to be another good running back, so hopefully we can uh, stop him and beat Tennessee. Yeah, I, I'm right there along there with you. We appreciate the call, Ricky. And to your point, Homer, you don't have to be perfect stopping Derrick Henry. But going into the game today, it almost felt like he had to be perfect. And the margin for error still is not very big for the Green Bay Packers. But again, you do have that hope. Uh, by the way, Homer, shout out to Leo who tweeted this at me. Um, this from ESPN Stats and Info. Watson is the first Packers rookie with 100 yards receiving and three touchdowns in a game since Hall of Famer James Lofton in 1978. He's also the first rookie to record three, reception, three touchdown receptions in a game against the Cowboys since Randy Moss, Thanksgiving Day, 1998. Yeah. When, you're, when you've done something in the comparison 
of the names is James Lofton and Randy Moss. That's all. That's some pretty elite company. Yes, it is. It so, tells you how special, historically special, this was. It doesn't happen. Take a look at the injury recap presented by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Visit orthowisconsin.com today. Packers came out pretty healthy. Uh, again, Christian Watson got banged up a little bit, but he obviously returned to the game and, and had a had a big one. It, it seems for the first time in a while, because especially after last week when the injuries just piled up and piled up and piled up and piled up. Packers escaped relatively unscathed in today's game, which is huge for them going forward because the injuries that they've had have pretty much meant that they really can't suffer any more significant injuries and have any of the hope that we continuously are talking about. Yeah, they didn't get a lot of, I mean, the pressure, no Rashawn Gary, but, um, and the other injuries defensively. Devontae Wyatt got hurt but returned. Um, so it seemed like, yeah, again, it seemed like people were were coming back anytime that they went into the blue tent. It wasn't anything significant today for the Packers. We are going to hear from the quarterback and hear how positive he is after the losing streak is over. Packers defeat the Cowboys 31-28. Still an hour to go here on Green Bay Game Day postgame on the Touch of Trio Radio Network. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. By Island Resort and Casino. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Fake. Rodgers floating. Caught! Touchdown! Watson again! Christian Watson, one of the stars today. Three touchdown receptions. First Packers rookie wide receiver with 100 yards receiving and three touchdowns since James Lofton in the 70s. I was nowhere near being born by then, just uh, as an FYI. Just yeah, I, no, I, got that out to, I was covering the Packers then, and of all the great things James Lofton ever did, I can't forget the time after a game where someone went up and said, uh, Jim, how did you? And he went, Jim? <laughs> so it's, different people remember different things. I'll never, <laughs> I'll never, never forget that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media after the Packers' 31-28 victory over the Dallas Cowboys. And the QB Presser is presented by Ridgetop Exteriors, where customer service is our number one goal. Check them out, ridgetopexteriors.com. And the QB started talking about that guy, Christian Watson. Um, Christian dropped those couple. What gave you the confidence to go back to him in those really big spots early in the game? Well, we had a lot of plays designed for him, so I don't think there was any other option. Um, I think that catch probably, probably uh, on the atomic level, shifted uh, a lot of different things for him, uh, exercising some energetic demons. Proud of him. Uh, he made some plays. I mean, his best catch of the night was that low throw on the backed up drive, probably on third and too. But he has a good skill set. Obviously, he's really, really fast. Got to get him to catch the ball a little more consistently, but not much negative you can say after his performance tonight. Have you seen anything over the past few weeks or a couple months or since he got here to indicate that, that this type of breakout was, was in the cars for him? Nothing specific 
Ryan, where I said, oh, here we go. It was just, there was, I think, a, a optimism around this being a possibility. Now, he hasn't been healthy, you know, for uh, a while. Um, and I've mentioned, you know, we had a lot of things in previous plans for him in Buffalo and, and last week. But, uh, you know, we need him to stay healthy because when he is, he's a different type of guy. And you know, we saw in, in the uh, first couple of play actions, uh, 28 was playing low uh, at safety. And, you know, we called a couple of runs and didn't do a whole lot. And Matt said on the sidelines, you know, we're going to come back with some play action, maybe the next third and short we get. Uh, and I came off the fake and was thinking nine all the way. And I noticed the inside released, which was an ad lib by him. But it was a good decision, restacked, and uh, made a great over-the-shoulder catch, and away we go. What were you so upset about at the last drive of regulation there coming off? Just every single play call, probably. Is there a reason those play calls were upsetting to you? Yeah, I feel like we were like 30 yards from end of the game in regulation. And also felt like it was two minutes, so. I was going to be calling those, and I was in a pretty good rhythm. Obviously, didn't have a ton of attempts tonight, but it felt like I was in a pretty good rhythm. I felt like I threw the ball just about exactly where I wanted to tonight, and so I wanted a chance to go win the game. What's this do for you guys, do for the locker room, do for you uh, looking forward here? Last week uh, was definitely a low. Uh, Rock bottom-ish, for sure. Not in the, the depressive, uh, uh, isolationism way, but more disappointment. And I felt like that that was the bottom, and it was only up from there. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of the battles that we face are between. I and I, between the person that can go out there and dominate and knows that they can, and the little voice in your head that tries to knock you off of that uh, confident perch you're on. So I'm uh, happy that I knocked that voice back into hell and uh, had a good performance today. Any extra motion? Or any extra motion because it's uh, Mike on the other other sideline getting beat him and getting that chance to play against. I don't think Mike suited up tonight. Um, Got to check the stats here, Tom. He didn't. Yeah. But uh, I tell you, we got to have a, a extended conversation early on today. Um, we messaged each other and coordinated a time to get together well before kickoff, and that was really, really meaningful, I think, for both of us. And so we had a laugh about it on the field because people might have thought that was the first time we saw each other and hugged each other pregame. But we had a really beautiful conversation before the game, and uh, just really thankful for that time. We initiated that. It was mutual. Yeah. I think there's a McCarthy question over here. Um, so the, the fact that you guys snapped the, the losing streak and it comes against him, what does that say for karma, irony, whatever 
that that five might be? Well, there was a lot of demons that were exercised today. I think uh, Tom showed me a stat about uh, Dallas being ahead by 14 after three quarters and their record. Uh, yeah, we were obviously on a really rough stretch, five in a row. Uh, we hadn't scored 30 points in a long time, seems like. So a lot of, you know, Christian hadn't had a receiving touchdown. There were a lot of, a lot of things that we turned around today. Um, just coincidence that Dallas was in town. Although myself and the other Aaron on the team have had pretty good performances over the years against Dallas. You said a couple of weeks ago already that just one win might be all it takes to kind of get things rolling. Yeah. Because it could be that simple. There you go. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, we have the advantage this week with, this, with the short week at home. Short weeks are always difficult on, on teams. Not sure what our uh, status will be uh, injury-wise. Felt like, for the most part, we got out of this pretty clean. Um, but, you know, Tennessee's a good football team. Well coached, uh, run similar offense. Obviously, you got one of the top backs in the league. Very stout defense, but uh, I saw the weather report. It's supposed to be in the twenties, and I always like our chances when it's in the twenties. Going back to Christian, it's a long list to choose from with three touchdowns. But the first two were deep shots, which obviously offensively he has been searching for that. The third one wasn't as flashy, but it's in a big moment to tie a game late. It was one of those stand out more to you as being more meaningful for young receivers trying to build something? Well, Ryan, it's got to be the first one um, because, I mean, you guys sometimes watch uh, uh, early practice. We always do pad and go where we're working on over-the-shoulder catches. And um, when he first got here, that was something that he wasn't very natural at. And I feel like he's had a nice progression of figuring out how to track that ball in the air and, and over his eyes and, and bring it in. But until you do it in a game, it's a completely different thing. So uh, I came up and one-hitched it and put it in a spot I thought was pretty good. Obviously, he's extremely fast. Um, but for him to catch that and then keep his feet and go in the end zone and then backflip, um, that was awesome. The second one was just, uh, you know, actually, I, I adjusted uh, him and Allen on the play because I wanted him on that kind of that deep over and Allen on a deep end. Both guys were open. But we protected up well, and, and that was just his speed. And the third one was just an excellent uh, uh, schematic. Um, you know, and it helped that we ran the ball really efficiently on that drive. We were just kind of baiting him, baiting him to come up even more. And he's on the backside running a, you know, just a direct line over the other side, and he's going to win most of those foot races. But the first one for sure was. Uh, uh, the most meaningful. You talk about running the ball really efficiently. Efficiently on that third down and short and overtime to Lazard. Did it feel in the field like the Cowboys' defense bit on that action fake as much as it looked like from up top? And how much do you think the run set up the pass tonight? Uh, it, completely. Uh, we had uh, super high percentage, I'm sure, of uh, action passes today. That was a lot of our stuff. We were under center a lot more. Felt like uh, so. Uh, the, the the way the line played up front set up a lot of things. Uh, you know, for the most part, protection was really solid uh, with a good front. Uh, but running the football, we ran it really, really effectively, and that set up uh, all those things. Now we've kind of been setting that up, that play up for a while uh, throughout the game, and it hadn't been there, hadn't been there, hadn't been there. And then Alan and I kind of had a conversation on the sideline, and felt like if we came back to that play, 
I had a chance to be there, and he's, you know, pretty proficient at that route. Along those, along those lines, do you think did this game show you anything, or did you guys learn anything about what your identity is or should be? Well, I think we can run the football pretty well, and you got to in the wintertime with the, you know, the question marks and protection at times and uh, the health of our receivers. I, you know, I feel like this is definitely a formula that can, that can work for us. We still have to throw downfield, but until people are going to give us a heavy dose of one high, we're going to have to run the football and, and then use the play action to take some shots down the field. What about, what about so beyond the X's and O's identity part of it, it's 14-14 at the half. Christian seems to slow down on that deep ball or something happens there, right? So you have to punt. He didn't see it. He was looking, I guess, for a lower ball. So he looked back kind of here, and the ball was obviously up there. So, so you miss out on that opportunity. You punt. Defense gets a three and out. Amari fumbles the punt. They go in and turn that into a touchdown. You guys go three and out, and they go score again. The way things have been going this season, how do things not go to hell after that? <laughs> I mean, did you find out something about your team in that moment, or...? I think so. I do. And that's why I told him in the locker room. That was that was a a turning point for us. Hopefully a turning point that leads us to go on a streak. But that was a chance for guys to that's yeah, not our season. Three and seven. What are we doing in the off season? It's not gonna be our year. Um, playing the feelings that you have and the energetic waves that maybe come and go during the week, but I just had a feeling all week we we're going to win this game. And I wish it was like that every single week. And there was a time when we won 19 in a row where I think it was. But for whatever reason, I just felt something a little different this week. Part of it was probably the rock bottom feeling and a reset personally. And, <clears throat> and I felt like a reset for our squad uh, for some of the event individuals. but. I just felt like energetically something was gonna was gonna go away, and we stuck together in the fourth. You know, it didn't look great. You know, your mind starts wandering a little bit about the same things I just mentioned for sure. But I love going for on fourth down. He called a specific play that came to me on a Monday and said, "What do you think about this?" And I said, "Yeah." We blocked it up, and I threw a touchdown and it kind of kept us in it. Now, for whatever reason, there were a lot of Cowboys fans there tonight and I don't feel like it was the most energetic crowd that we've had. There were definitely some huge momentum swings. The touchdown to Christian, I feel like got the crowd back in it, the first one. And then same with 28-14, when we hit that one on fourth down, I feel like, oh, now maybe they believe a little bit as well. And we're creatures of, you know, of habit and, and uh, fans are as well, uh, but when they bring that energy, we feel it, and I think we appreciated those little jolts, and we'll appreciate maybe a little bit more consistent jolts uh, moving forward. That is Aaron Rodgers after the game. Why didn't everything go to hell? Like, <laughs> I mean, had, what a great! It was I'd a, say that people just don't realize. Jason, I call him sneaky tough. Like, you know, they always, he's a, he defends the, and this, and you, 
that's just classic. That that is such a great question, and it's said in such a honest but tough way. You know, you could have said, "Were you just worried the same thing that was gonna gonna was gonna happen that's happened all year?" Did you just think it's? And I think that's the way everybody looked at it. Yeah, exactly in those words. They'll screw it up. That's what this year's team has done. Green Bay Game Day post game is brought to you by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Like crisp and refreshing and ice cold, Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste: barley, rice, hops, and water. Pick up Bud Light during your next visit to your favorite local retailer. Enjoy responsibly. 2022 Bud Anheuser Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. We have to go over our drive of the game plus breakdown. What was an interesting post-game presser from Aaron Rodgers? We dive all into that coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show. More of Green Bay Game Day post-game coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. This is Green Bay Game Day post-game with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Parsons now he's down there got to expect he's going to try to pressure on the fake Rodgers throws Lazard open field Alan Lazard in a foot race inside the 20 28 over the Dallas Cowboys. The Green Bay Game Day postgame show. He's Steve the Homer True. I am Gabe Nigel. You can join us on the Box wine line, 855-616-1620. Just a little bit of time left to get into the program. We're going to be talking with Jason Wilde at 915, taking you up till 930 here on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. And before we get to our drive of the game, Homer, it almost has felt like Rodgers has been, he just felt very somber in that postgame press conference. Yeah, it's a perfect word. Yeah. I thought he'd be way more excited. I thought he'd be more excited. I thought he'd be more fun. I thought he would be... So it just makes me wonder if that's calculated, given some of the comments he's had about young wide receivers, where he doesn't want to heap too much praise on them. Like, like you think back to training camp, and he heaped some praise on some guys, then had some pretty pointed comments, which were towards Amari Rogers and Romeo Dobbs during training camp and he's kind of been on this roller coaster ride of praising and criticizing or maybe not getting too high with these guys because he wants the work ethic to stay there doesn't want them to read their own press clippings I don't know he he did have a couple of little positive things to say about it but there was just the tone of his voice for the majority of the press conference felt like they lost um yeah or like I said it was just so I just I expected him to say I, I know I remember what it was like to be a rookie when I played my first season. You know, this is this was incredible. I mean, this was historic. You know, forget I'm not saying he's gonna do anything, but you know, it was it was fun to be out there. It was fun to see a kid have this special moment and and how great was it to see him, you know, go one, two, and three. And you know, that's I'm I'm really happy for him. There were there didn't seem to be enough the joy that you would have thought, forget how many games they're going to win, forget, you know, all that other stuff, but just, I don't know how anybody that watched the game didn't go, wow. You hadn't won 
since you beat the Patriots in overtime at Lambeau Field on October 2nd. Right. I'm thinking, how, I how think are you, you not, nailed it. He, he I think he's about, afraid. I think he's afraid that people are going to expect too much. So he, and but, so he's downplaying a little bit. That that's the best I can come up yeah, with. Yeah, because he also talked about how he felt like rock bottom was a little bit last week. It was a rock bottom ish feeling, is what he said, and he talked about a mental reset that he had and some other guys on the team had going into this game. It it, it just it was it was very it was just weird. Yeah. So well, it's like he's a professor of football now that there's. Yeah. You know, I've got to analyze it. I don't know. I, that's the part that I didn't – he didn't have as much fun, and I didn't think he had as much joy as I would have thought he'd have with the kid. And as I said, you think, what is he doing? And I think you're right. You always have to figure out what his agenda is, and I think his agenda could be that people don't, you know, hey, don't expect this every week from a rookie. And first of all, you're not going to change that. I'm sorry. When somebody is that good – and they do something that hasn't been done since James Lofton, and as far as the Cowboys, since Randy Moss. It doesn't mean he's going to be that good, but you do something that puts you in the category of players like that, it's understandable that people are going to have high hopes, and they should. You can't do something. You nailed it best that I think everybody should think about, and you're always going to worry, can he stay healthy? Mm -hmm. But... If he stays healthy, your thought of what he could do changes dramatically because of the nature and the magnitude of what he did. Let's go ahead and get to our drive of the game. Which drive set the tone for the final score? The march down the field that made the difference. Rodgers plays it. It's caught for the touchdown by Randall Cobb. It's time for the drive of the game. Presented by Boucher Automotive Group. They ride with you every mile. Visit them today at Boucher.com. Homer, your choice. That down 28-14. Was that, that was the one with the fourth down that they... Yeah, so that was on fourth down, on fourth and seven, Aaron Rodgers hit Christian Watson for a 39-yard touchdown pass. Yeah, game's over. For 28-14, game's over. But it's a different Packer offense because of Christian Watson, not only for the game, but on that drive... On that play, and you brought it up fourth, fourth down. They think a week ago against Detroit, <laughs> the end of the game. Yeah, that that I, was I, horrible, and in a, in a situation that's even tougher. Mm-hmm. But it's different because he had Christian Watson. Because he had Christian Watson, and he did it on that play. So that 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 made you think, hey, they got a chance. When at twenty eight fourteen, if you didn't think the game was over, you're just lying. So, the, the difficult part about that. So, you're down, okay, you get the one touchdown, whatever. Now, I'm thinking, you have to get the stop and you still have to score. And not only do you get the stop, but then you get pinned back deep in your own territory at the mm-hmm. 11 because Keyshawn Nixon returned the punch from the six and brought it, I mean, it was an unorthodox way to catch the punt, broke a tackle, had a five-yard return. But still, this Packers offense, from what we've seen this year, has to go 89 yards. And they do so, Homer, in 10 plays while facing one-third down. That's how great they were on that drive. They had one-third down. That was the short pass to Christian Watson for three yards. His only non-touchdown catch of the night extended that drive. First down, second down, third down. 
First and ten, second and one, first and ten, second and six, first and ten, second and one, first and goal, touchdown. That's what they did on that drive. They were efficient. They were able to stay ahead of the chains. They don't face any third downs other than the opening one, and they march the ball down and tie up the ball game. I, I, I just didn't think that they had it in them. And they did it. People ask about Matt LaFleur's offense. This is the Hall of Fame Matt LaFleur offense that you run the ball, but you have a vertical part to your passing game, and you make people pay by overplaying against the run. And they did it with 20 passes. I mean, they, I don't know, someone will ask him, I don't know that Matt LaFleur has ever had a game in which offensively, like, you know, you, you hand this, you know, like on your resume, what's your best job, whatever. I don't think it's possible. Because you have, you have this Hall of Fame quarterback, he only threw 20 passes. You got him to play the way you got you would want Jimmy Garoppolo to play, to only throw a few passes, but when you throw them, you make them pay, and their average attempt was over 11 yards. Yeah, 11.2 yards per attempt for Aaron Rodgers. And maybe that's the way you marry that's the way you marry this and keep everybody happy. What, okay, throw the ball 20, 25 times a game. But when we do, Aaron, because we got a weapon, we're going to be able to push the ball down the field. Versus him in previous games pushing it down the field when nothing, nothing was there. there. Mm-hmm. And even guys being double teamed, and you're going, Aaron Rodgers never throws into a double team. Ever, 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 ever. Well, this offense demands, and that's why you just – you you look at Goody and think, how, how did you not – do you not know this offense and know what it requires? And that MVS, however you think of him, that's a part – this offense cannot be run yeah. without downfield. And to have just one of those guys on the roster is something that needs to be fixed going forward. If, for, forever. If you, don't, if you do not have a Devontae Adams, right. which not every team in the league does – you need to have more speed. Which is exactly what Kansas City did. And they don't even run the floor's offense. Nope. Speed kills. Everybody knows in this league. 31-28, Packers are victorious. We take your calls, 855-616-1620. couple of texts to get to. Plus, we'll get to our difference maker, player of the game. Coming up next on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Welcome back to Green Bay Game Day Postgame on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Presented by Island Resort and Casino with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. And sponsored by Bud Light. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice-cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Prescott in trouble. Throws. Incomplete. The Packers will take over. Turnover on downs for the Dallas Cowboys. They decide to go for it in overtime. Ends up burning them as the Packers come from behind, down 14. They score 14 in the fourth quarter and then get the game-winning field goal from Mason Crosby to close it out. 31-28 over the Dallas Cowboys. 855-616-1620 is the number to get in on the Box wine line. That's where we find Mike in Illinois. Mike, you're on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Doing hi, doing great show. Nice Packer win. I won't get too excited. I'll be like Aaron Rodgers, somber. <laughs> They're a four and six, a homer. Why are you ripping them for being realistic? I don't get it. That's number one. No, hold on. Number I'll answer two. that. I'll answer that. 
I mean, come on. You got Homer. no, no, no. You got all week to do that. Do you realize what you saw? Do you realize what you saw? It's right after the game, though, Homer. Give I him know. The break. I mean, no, right after the game. You psychoanalyze everyone. He's just a player like anyone else. Did you play the game? Yes, I did. I didn't. Yeah, I mean, when uh, eighth grade. <laughs> No, it just Thank seemed. You, there's no, Next come question. on, come on. There's I mean, come no. On, Homer. I mean, I get we weren't. Somber. We weren't ripping him. You're jumping no. up and down for four and six. What? Rogers, who he is? He's always been introspective type of guy. Okay, all He's right. Not, well, good. Put, That's fine. You complete sentences together. What? What would you? Complete sentences, Homer. You don't. What? What did you say? I'm not sure. All right. he, he completes his sentences. You don't. Oh, he completes you jump sentences. Jump on this guy for no not. reason. He is what he is. Wait, hold on. I'd rather have him than than Jordan right now, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Look and look. You I, mean Michael Jordan or <laughs> somber? He's somber. Oh my God. Oh, he was just I heard it too. All right, we appreciate the phone Give call, Mike. It was just, I mean, it was just an observation, really. I just thought it was an interesting tone to take after you ended a five-game losing streak. Yeah. Um, Homer, I. I mean, we did a show for like six and a half years together. I have heard a lot of criticisms of you. Um, oh, he just says stuff to be provocative. Uh, it seems to be a popular one. Interrupts I, people all the interrupts time. Interrupts people. That one is true. Um, I, I don't think I've ever heard someone accuse you of not finishing your sentences. That's an in- interesting criticism. Yeah, it is. I don't know that I do or that anybody notices anybody. I don't know that when I listen to somebody, I go, they finish their sentences or they <laughs> don't finish their sentences. But We'll go back out to the Boda Box wine line quickly for Matt and Sheboygan. Matt, you're on the Green Bay Game Day postgame show. Hey, how's it going? What's up, Matt? Oh, I just wanted to say uh, I noticed today I felt like Rodgers took 16 snaps behind center. I feel like that's more than he's done in the last three years. It was an amazing thing to see today. It worked for the offense. Yeah, I, th- I think we we wondered what Rodgers would do. Jason will talk about it because I know they in the pregame they're talking about the percentages. But uh, everything that people wondered if Rodgers would do it, he did it. They th- he threw twenty passes. Somebody can go back. I'm already back at like two thousand. I don't know that it's ever before done before that. He went under center. He did that. They he executed exactly the Matt Lafleur offense that people wondered if he would. Which yeah. tells me that his only problem with doing the LaFleur offense was the belief that it was impossible to succeed without vertical play. Not because he invented that, but because, you know, and I, I mean, I can see Aaron Rodgers going, Matt, it doesn't work. You can't run your offense without the vertical. We don't have the vertical play. And yet, so we need to do, we need to do something else, and he still tried it. But and now I think that was the fight they've had because here he threw only twenty passes. They ran the ball so much, and it worked because they had the vertical party to it. And and I don't know that Rodgers is going to go public and saying I tried to convince Matt you can't run your offense unless you can go vertical, and he kept throwing vertical. And trying to do it when nothing was there. And then he said, we need to play up tempo. Can't or... imagine he says that publicly. No. Can't imagine it. But it's, good. it's time to get to our difference-making player of the game. Who had the biggest impact in today's game? End zone, wide open, touchdown, Aaron Jones. Packers on top. It's time for the difference-making player of the game. Rodgers comes back to the other side towards Lazard, who's got it. Touchdown, Packers. 
Presented by Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Start at AnnexWealth.com. Um, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm picking Aaron Rodgers for all the reasons that I just said. Nobody thought it possible that he would play a game and throw only 20 passes and hand the ball off time after time after time after time, and he did that. And they won the game because he ran the offense and because he had Christian Watson. Yeah, I went Rudy Ford for my uh, the man. So, yeah, difference-making play. But that is, that's Christian unfair because it should be Watson. But it's meant to, to emphasize everyone who thought Rodgers would never do it. Yes. And I, nobody's talking about it because Christian Watson had a, had a Hall of Fame rookie performance. But the reality is he only caught four passes. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't catch many more because Rodgers only threw 20. And only completed 14. And I guarantee you we could have had a, a contest and everybody would have agreed there's no way Aaron Rodgers will ever throw 20 passes, just 20 passes in a game because he wants to throw the ball. You going over under 20 on Thursday? Uh, wow. That is great. I'll take um, the over. Yeah, but I'll uh, I'll go twenty five. Okay, all right, but less than thirty. Less, yes, less than thirty. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. yes. yeah, that's that seems about right. I mean, right. again, this is this this can be the formula to win as long as you have that speed to threaten the top of the defense. Right, on because the outside. you can be behind fourteen points, and you can run the ball most of the time and still catch up. Still get chunk plays if you get. A couple of those plays. Yeah, speed on the outside. It kills everywhere. We talked with Jason Will to get his perspective from being in the locker room after the Packers defeated the Cowboys 31-28 as we wrap up the Green Bay Game Day postgame show coming up next. And we are presented by Bud Light, America's favorite light lager since 1982. Light, crisp, and refreshing. And ice cold Bud Light is waiting for you. Brewed with four simple ingredients for the highest quality taste, barley, rice, hops, and water. Enjoy Bud Light responsibly. 2022 Anheuser-Busch Bud Light, St. Louis, Missouri. Jason Wildey, next. More of Green Bay Game Day postgame coming up next. Presented by Island Resort and Casino on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Missouri. This is Green Bay Game Day postgame with Gabe, Homer, and Tausch. Presented by Island Resort and Casino and sponsored by Bud Light. Light, clean, and crisp tasting on the Tundra Trio Radio Network. Your key to inside the numbers, inside the hash marks, and inside the locker room. All Packers, all the time. Packers reporter Jason Wilde is on Green Bay Game Day postgame. Brought to you by WPS Health Solutions. Visit OperationFanMail.com to nominate an active duty service member or military veteran for recognition this season. He is our teammate. It's Jason Wilde joining us here on Green Bay Game Day postgame show. He's Homer. I am Gabe. Good evening, Jason. Hold on. I want to introduce him to him. Oh, okay. He picked the Packers to win. He nailed it. And he deserves all the credit for it because no one thought the Packers were going to win except Jason. I'm not sure anybody joined him all week long. Congratulations, Jason. Is that an apology? If you want an apology, I don't know that I owed an apology. The apology would be whether or not I really actually thought you believed it. Yeah, 
yeah, you, you, you accused me of kind of being disingenuous, and, and yes. I, I, took, I took that personally. Oh, I, I, Jason, oh, okay, then, then, hey, then I also owe you apology because I accused you of you being did. disingenuous, yes. Yeah, you did. Hand, hand in the air. I apologize, sure. Jason. I'm sorry, pal. Appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm well, sorry, I, too, pal. I didn't do it with a ton of confidence. I, I understand where you're coming from, but uh, they did all the things that they uh, desperately needed and that they had not done frequently enough this season. And that's why they were able to win this game. And, and look, uh, the, you guys, the doubters that you are, as uh, Frank Novak, their old special teams coordinator used to say, Hey, they were on the precipice of proving you guys right. And me looking like a complete idiot. Um, 2814. They, took a halftime tie game. And even if you want to go further back than that, they were actually up 14 to seven and the Joe Barry defense lets the Cowboys march right down the field to tie the game at the break. But everything in a season where everything has kind of gone wrong, uh, it did again. And they were in position to say, you know what, forget it. It's just not our year. In fact, that's how Rogers answered my question. He said, um, Guys could have been talking about what are we going to do in the offseason. Yeah, the question that you threw hell in there. Didn't you get a hell in there? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. might have. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought, I just think it's really like that is the difference, though. And and we'll see. This can't be just a one-off, right? They can't now turn around on Thursday night. I mean, they can because I don't think the NFC is all that daunting. But, you know, this can't be, oh, it was a great moment that they beat Mike McCarthy when he came back. Like they have to parlay this into, I'm not saying that they're going to reel off, you know, seven more wins and end the year on an eight game winning streak here to close the regular season. But I think the table is set with the way they stuck to the run, the way that Christian Watson emerged, the way that Aaron Rodgers only threw 20 passes on the night instead of uh, changing a bunch of plays to throws, uh, the way the defense managed to, with some help from some ineptitude from the Cowboys, get the stops it needed. Uh, There is a recipe there. They're a flawed football team. There's no doubt about it, but there's a lot of other flawed teams on this side of the bracket, and I think if they turn this into the first step on the road, this could be an inflection point for their season. Did you feel that Rodgers was a little somber during his... It just seemed like... I thought there'd be a little bit more energy there. Am I reading too much into that, Jason? He was definitely speaking quietly, which was weird. Um, and I wasn't quite sure why. We were kind of whispering to each other as it was going on. You know, what's you know trying to figure out what the deal was. So here's, um, here's my theory, Jason. It goes back to um, preseason and training camp when he had some good things to say about young receivers... That ended up a couple of days later having some pointed criticism for some young receivers, namely Amari Rodgers and Romeo Dobbs. So he doesn't want to get too high on Christian Watson and praise him too much publicly so he rests on his mm-hmm. laurels. That's a pretty good theory. I like, But I thought he was kind of, again, not somber might be a little strong, but like uh, reserved for a game that, could be a turning point game. Now, in his answer to me, I thought it was, I thought that that changed a little bit. The tone changed a little bit. Yes. He, he kind of acknowledged. But you're right. He was definitely reserved throughout that, as opposed to Matt LaFleur, who I got a message uh, from a buddy of mine who works for the team 
who said that uh, I was, he could tell that I was extremely proud of myself that I got Matt LaFleur to cry, which he was right. I totally was. It was awesome. Wait, you got Matt LaFleur to cry? What'd you do? I did. What What did you do? Uh, he said that he was, uh, he said he was emotional in the locker room. And uh, he was talking about Christian Watson's backflip. Dario Melendez asked him a question about Dario's back, uh, Dario's backflip, about Watson's backflip. Um, and he, he was talking about how that he had done it in practice and how it was kind of out of, they had not seen that side of Christian Watson's personality. And I said, speaking of, you know, not, seeing sides of people's personalities. We don't see you uh, get emotional very often. What does it mean that you said it was hard for you not to get emotional after the game? And he got emotional again. It was awesome. And as I was telling my buddy, I, I thought, you know, here's a guy that does not, like Mike McCarthy wears his heart on his sleeve, right? He got pissed off about a question at the end of the press conference today about I'm done uh, eating humble pie or he, he just was, he, I don't want to say stormed off, but he kind of cut off the press conference because he is a very emotional guy. Well, Lafleur is much more kind of calculated, and, and you don't see him get emotional, especially when he's talking with us. And he did. He like he, His eyes welled up, and then he had to bow his head to kind of stop what he was saying. But his point was, you know, that I care about these guys, and we put a lot into this. And, you know, there were times where, he was starting to wonder if they're ever going to win another game. And so now he's in a position where they, they may have kind of turned around their season and, and he got very emotional. He, he actually said he had to gather himself in the staff locker room before he talked to the team and he tried to hold it together in front of them, but he didn't. So, and, and in my own personal opinion, I think that's great because I don't think being a robot and never showing emotion is a good thing. There's nothing wrong with being emotional there's nothing wrong with being proud of your team, and he had a lot to be proud of today. Yeah, I think also uh, maybe when, but I remember Mike Sherman, not Holmgren, saying one time he's wondered if he'd ever win a game. Um, I think uh, it was important in his own assessment of his ability as a coach. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I'm sure he was. You know, he, again, I I'm not gonna. I I think I got enough out of him. I wouldn't try to get him now to also admit that he was starting to question himself as a coach. I don't think he would say that publicly, but I bet privately he was. Like he had, he hadn't faced adversity like this, and the adversity just kept getting worse. I mean, we were talking about how before this year he had never lost back-to-back regular season games, and then he lost five in a row. And so I don't know, unless you're not human, I don't know how you don't start to question yourself. And so I'm sure he did. And tonight, you know, and look, this was still this teetered on the precipice of failure multiple times including when he and Rogers got into it on the sideline about his passive approach after they got the ball back in the final two minutes of regulation. Like, and Rogers didn't hold back. Like he basically flat out said he was mad at the, that they didn't go for it. And he let his coach have it, which I don't know how Mike McCarthy would have taken that, but Matt LaFleur took it, refocused, said that his players bailed him out with what they did in overtime. And, uh, again, I, that was another moment where they could have squandered that opportunity. The Cowboys could have gotten the opening kickoff of overtime, gone in and scored, and we'd be talking about a sixth straight loss. Yeah, they were lucky. They were fortunate. There's no doubt about it. But yeah. 
Jason, you do have to give them credit for figuring it out at 28-14 because they, yes. they easily could have quit, and I've certainly seen plenty of teams do that. Jason, we're up against it, but does tonight meaning something in terms of going on a run, does it all kind of hinge on the health of Christian Watson and having his speed on the field? Yeah, there are, I mean, you know, I, I'm, I used to give MVS a hard time for being a one-trick pony, but I always said that that trick was extremely important. You have to have somebody that does that. And they do with when Christian Watson's not in the lineup, they have no one you have to worry about going deep on you. And tonight, obviously, it was very evident how he tilts the field when healthy. Now, he's got to do it more. He can't drop the ball like he did in Minnesota. Uh, he can't lose the ball in the lights or whatever he did on the other one that could have been a touchdown uh, early in the third quarter. But, yeah, he is a difference maker for them, and he has to play like that for this to continue. Jason, we appreciate the time. Look forward to hearing more of your thoughts on the Packers' 31-28 overtime victory over the Cowboys tomorrow morning. Will the Intel starts at 9 a.m. on ESPN Wisconsin. All right, guys. Take care. Be good. Jason Wildey joins us each and every week here on the Green Bay Game Day post-game show. We're going to have a quick turnaround, but we'll be back here on Thursday nights after the Packers take on the Titans. Again, check out WTMJ, ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison. Check them all out for more Packers reaction tomorrow morning. For Homer, I'm Gabe. This has been Green Bay Game Day post-game show.